0: Hey, coaches cam here from training talk welcome to this week's episode of endurance coaching business uh you're either listening via the podcast watching the video um, or you might have already read uh the blog got some cool images on the blog um this week so it's worth taking a look so link in the description or in the show notes if you're listening i'm going to do a bit of a demo of some ai stuff as well so it's worth checking out, uh, the video or the screenshots in the blog too. So let's jump into it. So first of all, I don't want to freak anyone out, but to be honest, I'm I'm on a bit of a constant level of anxiety myself because I've been digging so deep into AI. So this episode isn't about freaking people out about whether AI will take your job or anything like that. To be honest, Um, I never thought AI would get to the level where it would be possible to maybe even replace the job of a software developer. And as a software developer of 20 years, I'm even a little nervous uh, around that because I'm using it so much in my weekly workflow with software development and it's getting so good, it's uh, scary. So I'm not trying to freak anyone out. The idea is to try and get coaches to understand how far AI has come, even in the last few months, and to hopefully get you uh, as a coach to take some action in your business, to protect yourself um, from this new movement, uh, to solidify your business, make sure you've got everything in place that'll help you be one of the coaches that can continue uh, to be successful. So you might have read or listened to my previous post back in January, I think, called Will AI Replace Coaches? So in that post, I talked about how how AI had been around for ages, but honestly wasn't actually that good, um, but it was starting to get good at a lot of things back then. So my thoughts have really changed since then, because basically AI's gone ahead in leaps and bounds again in just a few short months since then. So like I said, my thoughts have evolved a bit. So now, my question isn't, will AI replace coaches? Because it definitely will, I believe. But um, it's which coaches AI will replace is the question I'm now asking myself and proposing to you. So if you take anything away from this, it's that you may you should at least consider the things that you may need to adapt in your business. So you're not one of those coaches that's, um, affected. So what am I going to talk about today? So I'm going to show you a bit of a demo just to let you give you an idea of how powerful AI, uh, is already, um, and just let you know about its capabilities, um, particularly around prescribing, uh, training plans and how I believe that that will lead to more coaching platforms that come out that target athletes directly, uh, sidestepping coaching businesses. The second point is um, the advantage that small business owners, like endurance coaches, will have over bigger businesses and their employees when it comes to leveraging AI. So as an endurance coach with a small business, it's not all bad news with AI. Um, I think you've got an advantage there, so we'll talk about that. And the next one is um a big point why i think low cost one-on-one coaches will likely be the first to be replaced by ai so the importance of focusing on um, higher value price points for your one-on-one coaching specifically uh and fourth one i said four i've got five actually so the power of accountability and the human connection that ai can't replicate and then so that's why you need to leverage those things in your coaching business uh to differentiate yourself fifth one is the role of community um building a fostering building fostering a fun supportive environment for your athletes to ensure that they um your coaching uh, continues to be uh, relevant and that's what AI just can't um replicate at the moment so Overall, by embracing AI, focusing on the unique value that you can bring as an endurance coach, you can then continue to thrive in this ever-changing world. So let's dive into these things. Um, Some, they're exciting yet worrying, so bear that uh, in mind, but we're going to try and sit on the positive side of things here. So, so AI can now easily analyze and prescribe training given the right um scenarios and setup in the technology so even generalized AI systems you've probably heard about chat GPT um the latest version 4 is sort of what's triggered this post from me because it's um capable of so much um and if you're a software developer you can even build on top of that even further and then just get really um precise result uh, from prescribing and analysing um, training. So because of this, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how coaches need to focus on other aspects of the business so that you can't rely solely on being able to prescribe and analyse training as your competitive advantage, because that's what AI will become very good at. Um, so I just want to show you a little uh, demo of chat gpt at this point here you can see in the blog here that i've got all of this demo pasted in here so if you want to have a good look um, and you're listening to the audio then you can actually look at the blog or i'll also put a link to the video in the episode show notes here if you want to watch the video <clears throat> so what i'm going to do here is i'll talk through it even though you might just be listening so chat gpt is the chat interface on top of an ai model from a company called OpenA and the AI model is called GPT-4 so it's GPT and 4 is the version and um, that's what everyone's talking about at the moment so it's a general AI model so it's trained basically on the internet so it gets a corpus of information from the internet and so it knows a lot and it's actually amazing Um, you can talk to it like it's a person you can give it some prompts and then you can give it some feedback on what it gives you back just to try and improve on it. So it's a really iterative process. So I've seen some posts of a lot of people who give it some short basic prompts, don't get that good of results and then sort of write it off as not being that good, but like you have to actually take the, um, angle of your talking to a person or an assistant, where if you just gave it a couple of sentences, you wouldn't expect the person to be able to come back with good results. So you need your prompts to be detailed and you need to, um, if you think that it needs improvement, then all you do is you tell it where you think it needs improvement and why, and then it's smart enough to go off and then iterate over the process. So I'm just gonna do one prompt here and show you the results. But typically when I use it, I spend like an hour or so going back and forth with it getting it to refine everything that i ask it to do so we're going to start with a prompt here that i wrote earlier so basically i'm just giving it a lot of context so i'm going to ask it to prescribe um two weeks of training for me and i'm telling it that i'm a beginner triathlete and i'm looking at do my first olympic distance race So this is the importance about how much context you give it for good results. And I've done one sprint race before, I'm telling it the distances so it knows and I'm telling it that I did that in 90 minutes. But I want to do an Olympic and my goal time for the Olympic distance is two hours and 40 minutes and then I tell it how old I am. So I'm a male 45 years old, have good general fitness and have been running three times a week about 40 minutes per run for the last 15 years so and then i'm asking it what i want it to do so that's the context i'm giving it now i'm saying can you please write me a detailed training plan i have 12 weeks before my race for now please just write me my training plan for the first two weeks of training so i don't want to give it want it to give me 12 weeks just for the purpose of this exercise so i am going to give it to give me two weeks and uh, i have i'm telling it that i have a garmin watch that supports structured running workouts so I want it to give me some intervals. So so am I saying please include the detailed structure of each run. I also use WIFT to do my cycling during the week and ride outside on the weekends. So please give me structured workouts using percentage value of FTP for my rides. So I'm telling it exactly the type of workouts that I want. I work Monday to Friday and happy to do two workouts a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So again I'm giving it some information about my schedule. So it's not just gonna prescribe me ideal workouts for my goal, but also for my time availability. And I could give it even more information about how much, how often I want to train per week and how much time I have for each workout, et cetera. But just for simplicity's sake, I'm not doing that yet. Then I say most longer training sessions should be done on the weekends when I have more time. And I'm also saying I swim in a 25 meter pool. So bear that in mind. For my swim sessions, and I'm also saying, please give me detailed swim sessions with intervals, etc. So, a bunch of sentences there that literally took me about three minutes uh, to write, and then I'm going to get it to do it. So, basically, it's starting off writing me a training. So, it's saying, Monday rest day, oh, excellent, get to rest today. Tuesday, AM swim, 1200 meters, it's giving me a warm up. It's giving me a main set four times, four times through, 50 meters freestyle, 50 meter pull boy, 50 meter kick, 50 meter freestyle, 30 seconds rest in between each set, cool down, 200, easy freestyle. Then it's giving me a run in the PM because I told it Tuesdays and Thursdays I can train twice. It's giving me a 40 minute run, including intervals. Warm up, 10 minutes, easy running. Main set, five times 30 minutes at 10k pace with two minutes, easy jogging, intervals in between. So you can see it's setting me up for a Olympic distance triathlon here. Cool down, 10 minutes. Wednesday bike, Zwift. It's given me, as I asked it, it's given me the intervals with a percentage of FTP. Thursday, again, an AM swim and then a and run. Friday, it's rest day. Thank you. Saturday, bike, 90 minutes, so it's giving me a longer uh, bike. Um, Again, with intervals, percentage of FTP, so I can program that into my Garmin watch. And now it's carrying on uh, with week uh, two. So you you can see that it's given me pretty detailed um, results. And now if I wanted to get more detail, all I would do is give it another prompt and say, oh, can I have more detail in the um, swim sessions, or can I have longer runs on a Tuesday, or basically any sort of feedback that I wanted to give it, um, it could come back with those results. So as you can see, it's pretty impressive what it's able to do, um, given this is just a general AI model. So you could probably pull out some things in here that you don't like or don't match training principles or something like that but all you really need to do then is give it some more details about the type of training because there's so many training principles out there um you could give it more detail about training principles and then it would refine it give it a bit more nuance specific to what you're asking it to do so bear in mind this is just the general chat model so as new coaching platforms come on board that implement AI they will put wrappers over top of this to to really refine it even more based on specific coaching principles. You could even plug in a coach's specific workouts um, to then generate a training plan based on more specifics. So very powerful and it's only going to get better. So that's pretty cool. But it's just an example of how prescribing training, uh, we can't go into any, any analysis in this example, but coaching platforms can easily wrap the analysis stuff around there and 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 create that so so there you have it you can see there that just in a, in a a few short months since I was looking at this last it's come a really long way and it just illustrates how powerful AI can be with just that simple prompt that I gave it that information that I gave it so um So, really powerful but let's just keep a positive mindset here because we all know that there's a lot more to coaching this than just prescribing and analyzing training so it's those things now that coaches that i believe coaches really need to focus on now um, to to maintain uh, to um, stay relevant and maintain their um competitive advantage in their um, businesses over these platforms that will be really targeting athletes directly that will be coming out um because of this new technology so firstly I wanted to talk about how so you might be thinking oh man if I can't coach I'll have to go back and get a job or whatever but AI is sort of it's not just coaching that's going to um, be affected here it's all it's all types of businesses and all types of jobs so I'm not picking on coaches here um so one advantage you need to think of is it's much more advantageous to be a business with this new eye coming out than it is to be an employee so that's on advantage, let's keep it positive. As I was saying, small business owners like myself and endurance coaches like you, we have this unique opportunity where we can be the first ones to leverage AI, to become more efficient and more effective as solo entrepreneurs. So we can, by integrating AI into your coaching practice, my business, you can automate loads of tasks, such as help with analyzing training data, generating content, stream loading your processes, basically just saving more time. And all of this allows you to focus more on the personalized and value added services of coaching that AI won't be able to replicate. So key points here, the ability to adapt and take advantage of AI will be significant, significant differentiator um, for business owners like us. So that's going to set us apart from people who may be employees working for another business. Um, so employees will be, have less opportunity to leverage AI than business owners because large teams of people could easily be replaced by a much smaller team of higher performing individuals um, who were the first to adopt AI into their own um, work life. So. Unlike employees, small business owners, we have the opportunity to adopt AI into our workflows. Saves us a lot of time and gives us superpowers. Really, to probably produce a thousand times more output than we ever could before. So ten times, uh, a thousand percent more output. So ten times more output than we were ever being able to do before. Uh, so this results in being able to do more with fewer people. So businesses will win. Small businesses, especially, as you can do so much more just with one person. Employees will, in, in the short term at least, they'll they'll lose. So next point, what I think will go first in terms of coaching is inexpensive one-on-one coaching. So if you're a coach that focuses on cheap one-on-one coaching, I believe that your services will be the first to be replaced. And that's not because of the quality of your service as always saying your price is a indicator of quality even if the quality isn't actually less than a higher price and the other factor is the more people pay the more they value the service and the more they are committed to the relationship so if they're not paying that much for one-on-one coaching then they don't value it much as much and they're not committed to the relationship so people who pay people who are attracted to cheaper one-on-one coaching are more likely to shift to um ai based uh, coaching when the opportunity comes out so i think endurance coaches should focus on just as just in terms of one-on-one coaching not on your other products and services um for one-on-one coaching focus on high price points so you can offer a more personalized service that AI cannot replicate at all so accountability community engagement fun friendship camaraderie all these human things that AI will really struggle to replicate those are the things that you need to focus on to do that you want to be a high price point so you can afford to spend more time on those things. So the power of accountability. So one of those things that AI won't be able to replicate is accountability. So people will be far less likely to be hold themselves accountable to a computer program than they would to an actual person, to an actual coach. And we all know that. Um, so this element of one-on-one coaching is invaluable. So you should really focus on that. And that's a great way to differentiate yourself from AI coaching platforms. So building strong relationships with your clients, you can provide the support and accountability needed for your athletes to reach their goals. AI can fake this, they can act like a coach, they can be personable, they can be friendly, but without a human on the other side of accountability, is there actually accountability at all? I think not. All right, next thing, building a community and having fun. So another area where AI falls short is in fostering a sense of community, camaraderie and belonging among athletes. So coaches, you have this unique opportunity to create a tribe that brings people together, offering supportive environment for athletes to grow, learn and share experiences. So sharing experiences, like you really can't do that through technology. Well, it helps leverage it, but not through AI. So by focusing on the building these strong communities, and you can do that with your one on one coaching as much as you can do it with um, other products and services in your coaching business. AI simply can't replicate this. I don't think so. That's going to ensure the continued relevance uh, of your coaching business. So like I said, community be, can be created as part of your one on one coaching services, but, ever, but can be even more powerful through scalable coaching products and services. So things like online memberships, group coaching programs. And I talk a lot about those sorts of things. In my previous post, the six-figure endurance coaching business, i put the link to that one. I really break that down. You can use a calculator to calculate your revenue that you'll get from those different types of products and uh, services. So drawing to an end here, what's the conclusion that we can come to? Don't be one of the coaches that AI replaces first. So as AI continues to advance, endurance coaches, software developers, lawyers, doctors, accountants, everyone will face challenges in maintaining the viability of their businesses. However, by embracing the power of AI to help you focus, and then focusing on higher price points for one-on-one coaching, emphasizing accountability, building strong communities, coaches can thrive in this age of AI. So the future of endurance coaching lies in the ability to adapt and provide value-added services that AI cannot yet replace. So that's it really. So plug for Training Tilt, my my business. If you wanna start adapting your business to build competitive edge, say AI continues to improve in leaps and bounds, then I'd love you to try out Training Tilt. It's the only endurance platform that focuses on coaches. We don't offer any services directly to athletes and we'll continue to try and help coaches navigate this new uh, environment where I get the feeling other platforms who already have a foot in both camps offer services to coaches and athletes will start to move their focus and more directly target athletes um, because that market is much bigger and they'll be able to leverage our AI to sidestep coaches as much as possible so we'll do our best here to help coaches through the process if you've got any questions please let me know again I'm trying I'm not trying to scare everyone I'm just trying to make it clear that it's time to start thinking about these things focus and adapt on what's important to move forward as the environment changes all right thanks again for watching and listening and we'll talk to you again next week